1: Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And what's up to you listening wherever you are tonight at WWL.com, the radio.com app. Welcome into the show. And boy, do we got a lot of talk about LSU fans, especially listen up because this is going to be your show tonight and a show where undoubtedly many of you are not going to agree with my take on the Will Wade situation you should know by now, that Will Wade has been suspended by LSU indefinitely after reports surfaced. The reason for his suspension was obviously him getting caught up in this FBI probe and caught on wiretaps, but more poignantly that he refused to talk to the LSU administration this morning when they asked him to come in and meet about this. He told them no. He cited what his lawyer's advice was, and LSU summarily suspended him for insubordination, this is not a good moment for LSU and certainly isn't a good moment for Will Wade. We've seen the the outrage today by LSU fans, most of it directed towards F. King Alexander, towards Joe Oliva, towards the media, towards the FBI, towards the NCAA. Very little outrage directed squarely at Will Wade, the man who's caught in the crosshairs here. So we'll talk about this a lot throughout the show. I mean, this is the story really in college basketball across the country. It's certainly going to be on our program tonight. We'll talk to Ross Dellinger, who now works for Sports Illustrated, worked for the Advocate for a handful of years over there in Baton Rouge, knows that athletic department and programs better than just about anybody. He'll sit down with us an hour or two. He also wrote about this today. Billy Mbody will come on in this hour a little bit later as we – do take a little bit of a pause from the A discussion to talk about LSU spring football with Billy embody who covers football there at Go247.com. A little Antonio Brown discussion. He's given headfakes on where he's going. He's trying to control that process with his trade request with the Pittsburgh Steelers, much like Anthony Davis is controlling his trade request here with the Pelicans, NFL free agency. Plus, it's Friday, so even in the midst of all this, we're going to try and have a little fun here. we got got Libs plus my rematch with jason in two minute drill i had not been beaten in two minute drill trivia since august and jason has done me bad back to back so it's time for my revenge tim zimmer's in uh, behind the glass tonight so tim zimmer will be our mc for two minute drill a little later and also sports lips our blue runner gumbo opinion poll tonight are you concerned about the future of lsu basketball it's a little vague, but it's supposed to be a little vague. We want to know your opinion on this. My commentary, my column is online right now at WWL.com. And why I think it's time to stop explaining away Will Wade's alleged bad actions here. And the inevitable finally happened. This was pretty inevitable. We just didn't know when it would happen. Will Wade getting suspended today. And if you missed the statement from F. King Alexander and Joe Oliva, a joint statement. They cited integrity of the game, integrity of the institution, pardon me, just to be very specific there. They also had a line in here that I thought was very interesting where they said they are, quote, closely coordinating with the NCAA with every step. They have our full cooperation, and we continue to report to them all facts and information on this matter. That was Oliva and Alexander's statement on this. And they were backed into a corner with no good choice here. They could have allowed Will Wade to basically tell them no when his bosses, the administration at LSU, were asking him to meet. And also Will Wade's caught up in the scandal and the growing outcries nationally, less so locally, but growing outcries nationally for LSU to suspend Wade and take action here. They were in a tough spot. You should know this situation by now. This is Will Wade caught twice on wiretaps, transcripts. and Did I say just twice? Those are the ones that have been released. Apparently, it's many more of these. In a conversation with disgraced former wannabe agent Christian Dawkins talking about multiple recruits, including Javante Smart, and some kind of, quote, deal and, quote, offer. Strong ass offer, says Will Wade, uh, made too smart. This isn't good. And I went over this yesterday, but explaining all of Will Wade's actions and comments in those wiretaps by simply the fact that he didn't use the word money, the specific word money, in the conversation. I think it's a feeble deflection that looks a little more foolish than well-formulated in my mind. He spoke about an offer to Smart and the family and specifically spoke about how it was, quote, tilted towards taking care of the mom, taking care of the kid. I don't believe... And I refuse to believe our society as a whole has devolved into one that refuses to acknowledge, acknowledge what's right in front of our face here. We shouldn't have to have everything double sourced after David's video evidence when it's obvious what's going on here. never we add all that, some people still wouldn't admit what's going on. Also, pointing out that this kind of money-running is a rampant plague on college basketball. It is. But that's the well, but he did it too excuse. That doesn't absolve Wade or Dawkins or any other coach caught up in this from their wrongdoing. Also, and I will say it again, and I would have endless debates on this next point of mine with anybody, and I'll bring receipts, and I would ask everybody else to bring receipts too. This Right now, what's happening with LSU, with Arizona, with Kansas, and other programs, that does not mean this is how every school runs its college basketball program. That is patently, categorically untrue. It's factually incorrect to uh, suggest most, or even a majority, of college basketball programs are engaged in these things. How many teams there are in, in college hoops and D1 college hoops there's 347. You think most, that's the word you use, most of them or majority of them are doing it? You think that there are 174 or more programs that funnel money to players illegally? Come on. Come on now. We got to be better than that. You know, I'm not naive here. I've talked about it before. I don't think that this isn't a big problem in college basketball, it is. Major programs, we just talked about them. Arizona, Kansas, Louisville, caught up in this. Certainly others, assuredly to come. It's dirty, it's corrupt. But because it's dirty and corrupt, to me, this makes it even more imperative that we begin to somehow, some way, drive this nonsense out of college hoops. Paying players, conversing with shady money men, and funneling shoe money to big time recruits is not the only way to win and win big in college basketball. I'll give me some programs that are a shining example of how to do it right and are extremely unlikely, and that's putting it mildly, to be linked to this scandal. Jay Wright and Villanova. Villanova has won two of the past three national championships. Made 13 of the past 14 NCAA tournaments under Jay Wright. He's widely regarded as one of the cleanest coaches and one of the cleanest programs up there. Same with Gonzaga. Mark Few, stunning 19 consecutive NCAA tournament appearances. Top-ranked team in the country. Played in the Natty two years ago. Michigan, John Beeline. Played in two national title games in the past six seasons. Made the tournament seven out of the past eight years. He's on record vehemently not only denying that he's involved in this, but also going after the coaches who are. Tony Bennett in Virginia. Squeaky clean. Number one seed in three out of the last five years. On pace to be a number one seed again. Greg Marshall, Wichita State. Made six straight tournament appearances, four 30-plus win seasons in that span, a final four appearance. This is just some of the programs and guys, this is not an exhaustive list of the clean programs, but I think it disproves this moronic assertion, and I'm sorry, that's the word and that's how I feel about this. It's a moronic assertion to believe that the only way to win in college basketball is to cheat and cheat big. It's not true. And don't let people convince you that that is true. There's five men I talked about, right, Few, Beeline, Bennett, and Marshall. Probably going to wind up in various Basketball Hall of Fames, and there's probably a good chance that your national champion this season is going to come from that group of teams. Gonzaga, Michigan, Virginia, you got a pretty good shot. One of those three teams is going to be cutting down nets when the tournament's done. I'm not naive here to the depth of the crisis in college hoops, and I'm also not naive to believe that some of the coaches that – that I think and most people think are clean, won't be found to be dirty, and vice versa. Some programs we thought were dirty, they'll be absolved of this. Brings me back to Will Wade here. I get that Tiger fans are frustrated, irate, that Will Wade has been swept up in this controversy. To me, that anger should be directed at one place. The guy who made these decisions, made those phone calls, Will Wade, he's the person caught up in this federal wiretap talking about all these deals and offers to recruits, could be absolved of this, could be absolved of any and all wrongdoing in this, and the public will certainly deserve more details as we go forward. I talked about this yesterday. I want more details here. To me, those defending Wade using catchy trigger phrases like, there's no smoking gun evidence, or innocent until proven guilty, are forgetting one big thing here. This isn't a court of law. This is not a court of law. This is an employer. And the evidential standard he's being held to by the NCAA or LSU is far lower than federal prosecutors who argued those cases against Dawkins and the Adidas shoe executives. It's probably why that Will Wade has not been charged by the federal government. Also, LSU President and Chancellor F. King Alexander and Athletic Director Joe Oliva cited this, you know, integrity of the institution in their statement following Wade's suspension. That line that I talked about, closely coordinating with the NCAA at every step, that could mean the NCAA and or the school has more information on this than we do the public. If that's true, it makes their decision to suspend Wade is a no-brainer. LSU fans directing scorn at Oliva and Alexander. It wasn't a surprise to me. Fan bases almost always close ranks around a successful coach. It, it's happened in, in numerous times here, even in the face of serious wrongdoing. Coaches and programs accused of far, far, far worse were protected at all costs by fans, alumni, boosters, and the media. Penn State covered up Jerry Sandusky's horrific acts for decades. Baylor spent years covering for Art Bryles. Michigan State shielded Larry Nassar for years. Ohio State and their fan base went into full meltdown mode trying to convince the world that horrific spousal abuse was no big deal. Those heinous acts are far worse, incomparable to anything Wade or LSU is accused of. But here's the thing. The reaction from fans, from the media, from boosters, alumni, in all these cases, including this one here so far, it's been strikingly similar. To protect the programs and coaches at all costs, because to a lot of people, too many people... Winning mattered most. So now Will Wade's being made a martyr here. And those investigating or reporting on his alleged bad deeds are the one getting tarred and feathered. I, th- I was surprised that Will Wade su- was suspended, but not after I found out that he didn't want to meet with the administration. Wade could be vindicated. And you know what we're going to be talking about if he is? We're going to be discussing this premature conclusion jumping that most of the country is engaged in. But currently the evidence seems too overwhelming where LSU had to do something. They had to do something. And I've thought about this a lot since last spring, to be honest, but certainly a lot in the last five or six months since this came out in October and the last two weeks. Are we, as a country and sports fans, really ready to set aside our own sense of morals, ethics, and a sense of right versus wrong because the basketball program we cheers for wins more games? Is that what we're ready to do? What lesson is that going to teach our kids? What would that show current and future LSU students that we value? Winning isn't everything. And I hope to God it never is. Back after this. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, are you concerned about the future of LSU basketball? You can log in to cast your vote there, the radio.com app. If you're on hold, hey, stay on hold. We'll get to you your calls here second half of the hour, and lots of texts coming into that text line at eight seventy eight seventy. 870 Reaction from LSU fans, people fired up about this in a variety of ways, but right now we're going to bring on in Peter Burns, ESPN SEC a studio anchor for that network uh peter what's going on man it's uh what's your reaction to all this
2: so what, what that uh lsu softball won a big game today <laughs> right against A&M, or we got uh sec gymnastics going on <laughs> yeah yeah gymnastics is big <laughs> gymnastics
1: is big man we were talking to scott rabbley about that yesterday yeah i listen yeah it's actually coming to new orleans for the
2: uh the tournament yeah, i mean listen it, it is it's crazy. I mean, you know, Seth, I'm a kid born and raised in Port Allen, Louisiana. So my, my first memories are going to watch Dale Brown and Chris Jackson and, you know, Ricky Blanton, Vernell Singleton back in the day. And so I grew up loving LSU basketball. And, you know, take the media aspect away from it. And just as a fan, this year has been the most enjoyable um, season I've had in a long time, maybe since like the 80, what, 80-16 that went to the Final Four when I was growing up. Um, or you know even more so than that, or 81, I believe it was that this was this was fun. They played above the rim and to, to see you know the report come out come out and then now LSU have to take uh, disciplinary actions and suspend him, uh, Will Wade indefinitely was 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 just kind of really sad and disappointing and just an ultimate mess for this whole story.
1: When you read those transcripts of the conversations between Will Wade and Christian Dawkins. What are you thinking? Right. And I'm I I, I'm trying not to jump to conclusions, but I mean I'm also I also have two eyes, Peter. Like I mean everybody does. We we can see yeah. and read between well. the lines here, right?
2: Well, it's it, it's right. I mean I, I think where you can connect the dots, and and that's one of the reasons why LSU summoned Will Wade, and and and, and when Will Wade did not come to to answer and talk to LSU officials about it, they said, hey. Let's just take a pause here and let's try to get down to the, the bottom of it. Um, and by the way, I credit Joe Oliva for doing that um, because I think that whenever college basketball – you remember when the first stuff in this came out that they said, all right, they put Condoleezza Rice and they put this whole commission together on how to clean up college basketball. I don't think had they done that, that athletic departments like LSU or any other school involved in this would have been proactive just the way that they did so quick. I think they would have just said, "Listen, we're going to let this all play out. We're just going to figure it out and see if it just goes away." And I think Joe Oliva was proactive in dealing with the way that he did it, so I want to give credit for that. But uh, again, the question is, is did he create a, Is this a federal crime against him, or is it something that the NCAA allows happen at you know 80 different schools, and it's it happens to be that LSU might and Will Wade might be one of the ones that got involved in this?
1: so lsu fans here and i would say the majority of them at least that listen to this station and and this program and certainly have interacted with me on social media are are using the argument in defensive wade that well this goes on everywhere every basketball program does this which first of all just blanket isn't true too many do it a lot of them do it but do you believe Mm -hmm. that that absolves will wade that 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 he somehow should be viewed as a martyr here and that he's just being made an example of in an unfair way.
2: Well, I I think, I mean, two conversations, right? Do a lot of people do it more, you know, and not adhere to the rules. I would say there's a decent amount of coaches that don't do it. And not just college basketball. Heck, I would imagine college athletics. I mean, professional athletics, everything. Anywhere that there's money involved, there's going to be shady practices at some certain level, right? Right um but but the thing is is there are still rules there are regulations and when you sign up to be a coach especially a leader of young men you're bound by that contract that hey if you don't follow those rules or if you get the higher institution of learning in trouble well guess what you're not going to have the luxury of being employed and getting the paycheck from the state so wh- while I get it I understand LSU fans are upset if what if what is um you know reported is true um, at the same time, I would think that they would want the same thing that if it was Alabama that got in trouble or it was Ohio State that got in trouble or or, or Kentucky that got in trouble. So, um, again, just, just because you point your fingers at somebody else's house burning and, 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 you know, saying, oh, it's not me, they deserve it, blah, 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 you can't, you can't complain about it when it's your own house that's having the, the damage being done
1: to no, it. No doubt. Can I hold you for 60 seconds, Peter? we got a hard break here. Absolutely. All right, 60 seconds back with Peter Burns of the SEC Network. Peter Burns, ESPN SEC Network studio anchor, joining us at Peter Burns ESPN, discussing the the Will Wade situation and suspension here. Peter, how do you think this affects the team that has developed and evolved into really one of the dozen or so best teams in the country? It it seems to me it's going to be pretty devastating for that group.
2: Uh, You know what, but it's interesting because Emmett Williams had talked about it earlier and we played some of that audio today when he was asked about the report when it first came out. He goes, man, I don't care. Like, I don't care what anybody's saying. I'm here to play basketball. I'm here to win for LSU. And and I think that they're always going to hear whispers about it. And again, what what happened in this latest report is no different than what the you know what was reported months ago right before SEC media days i mean i i had the first interview with will right after the, the first one dropped and it didn't change lsu basketball and and again i i think this team has dealt with so much between you know the passing of wade sims before the season um which is 100 times more more life altering than 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 what we're talking about here in this yahoo report but it's a team that, in 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 some way, I think has a little bit of a rallying cry behind it. I mean, it's a kind of a you know us against the world type mentality. Um, and and we'll see. Now, I will say this from an X's and O standpoint, Will's done a great job as far as just being a basketball coach and finishing out half strong, getting the guys play, especially in the last five minutes. And that, from the X's and O standpoint, is definitely going to definitely going to hurt LSU going forward. But Again, I go back to as a as a sports fan, I think the bigger picture is that sooner or later, with billions of dollars being made, Seth, we're going to get closer and closer to NCAA athletes at one point saying, you know what, it's time for a walkout or we're going to protest this and whatnot because – Sooner or later, people are going to look at it and go, what What are the true rules? Because there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of transparency between the NCAA and the, and the way college basketball is governed.
1: I saw your uh, you know, Twitter proposal, so this isn't a firm mm-hmm. proposal, about uh, College Hoops team having a kind of a budget, quarter-million-dollar cap for players. I thought that was an interesting idea, Peter.
3: Yeah, I was just
2: – you know, we were thinking about it. I had Jay Billis on my show, and he goes, all right, so let's just think completely outside the box. I still think in the, in the NCAA realm or whatnot. And he goes, why? Why? Why do we have, why do we are still using the amateur model right now that there's money to be made? And I started thinking about it. I'm like right now, Seth, I'll ask you how many, how many in, in the current process or progress of, of, college hoops, how many teams can legitimately win a title each year?
1: Oh, maybe 50, 10, 10 to 15. Yeah. 10 to yeah, 15.
2: 10, 10 to 15. Right. So I said, what if all of a sudden you said, Hey, for $250,000 each year, and it doesn't come from the university's budget. It can come from, Hey, Price LeBlanc Motors or somebody like that. It's registered through the NCAA, registered through the school. There's a fund that you find five different businesses throughout that are LSU alums or or A&M alums or Iowa alums. They all put in 50 grand. Well, guess what? All of a sudden, some of those kids would go to these schools, and I think that would turn probably 30 to 40, if not 50 teams that could probably afford that. And that, that would mean that you'd probably have at least 30 or at least two to three more times teams um, that actually could compete because they would have those players. Right now, it's the one percenters. And if you think outside the box, you want a little bit more parity and more competitiveness, maybe it is time for these athletes to, to be able to make a dollar or two um, you know, based on everybody else making billions. I, listen, I was a former college athlete. I understand it. I enjoyed my free education. But I was a free golfer. There weren't a lot of people showing up to to watch me play <laughs> golf stuff like there is in, in collegiate basketball and football.
1: Peter, this is going to lead and already has to a very fascinating conversation around uh, this sport and, and college athletics in general. Really appreciate the time, man, and SEC Tournament next week. Enjoy it. Thanks so much.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to say the least. Thanks for the time, Seth. Appreciate it,
1: man. All right, Peter Jer- Burns, ESPN SEC Network studio anchor at Peter Burns ESPN. Be sure you give him a follow there let's go to the phone lines now 504-260-1870 here on the last lap our text line is 87870 let's go to Jeffrey on the West Bank Jeffrey welcome to the show
2: thank you for taking my call the elephant in the room is always the AU and the sneaker companies and these college coaches who have contracts with the sneaker company and the AAU sponsoring a lot of these teams, these AAU teams. And these players are in business at a much early age. These real good players, the good players are um, in business with these sneaker companies Why are they still in high school, while they still in middle school or middle school age. Some of them actually are not even in high
3: school. They don't even go to high school, some of them. They just travel with these teams. No, uh, you know,
1: Jeffrey, you bring up a really good point here. Really good point. This all starts, in my mind, at the AAU level. I am not trying to cast blanket assertions here that everybody involved with the AAU is dirty or corrupt. That is, is just as untrue as saying every college basketball program is corrupt. It's not true. However, there are too many corrupt men and women and coaches and wannabe agents and runners and bag men and shoe executives around those programs. You were right; it starts there. Great call, Jeffrey. Thanks for listening. Let's go to Brian in Mid City, our fantasy football champion, X Wing, uh, newly ex- minted X Wing aficionado. Brian, what's going on?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've been at Gopher games uh, last four Wednesday, so get, getting some practice and really enjoying
1: it. Uh, I'm coming for you, uh, by, by the way. By I'm, com- say- I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Brian.
3: Oh okay yeah I'm I'm sure you'll win the first game we play for sure as I haven't won a single game. That's okay
1: yeah. it takes a while. Those uh, are some uh, by the way some of those yeah. guys you're playing with they've been playing for years even longer than me so.
3: Oh yeah I could see that you know I'm learning from them which is good. You know you learn you learn learn from the best of course. Yep. Um I have to, I need to start by saying that I am you know I thought about this quite a bit over the last few days and I cannot help but be very disappointed in Will Wade. Uh, by whatever actions or inactions uh, that he ha- that he's taken to to get himself into trouble like this, um, you know it's not unreasonable to expect integrity from people of his stature. Uh, I don't really don't think it is. And to fans who only only care about winning, uh, I really don't see how you could justify uh, corruption here.
1: I mean, you know, yeah I don't either I'm reading know Brian I don't I, I don't that's my point point. and I, I'm I, I'm not getting gonna get behind the justifying of corruption or the illegal activity that these other men were involved in and are going to prison for because in some grand scheme or or some altruistic view that you want college athletes paid that is a separate conversation. Anybody trying to lump that in with this? It's the height of absurdity to me, and it undercuts the argument that you make for wanting to get these athletes fairer compensation for the money that they bring into college sports and these universities. I'm behind that. Talked about it before. That is separate from this. Always appreciate the call, Brian. You know that. Always appreciate you listening. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Billy Mbody of Go247 Sports covering LSU. Talk a little LSU football, more LSU basketball. Coming back on the last lap. Talking a lot of LSU hoops and, of course, the Will Wade situation. LSU baseball in action tonight over at the box, taking on Cal Berkeley. Tied 1-1, top of the sixth inning, two outs. Cal has the bases loaded A full count here as we watch the pitch, and it is a walk. So LSU walks in a run, and Cal retakes the lead there. Again, top of the sixth inning. We'll keep an eye on that. We had promoted we are going to do live listen-ins here on the show to LSU baseball. Just full disclosure, even though that was in the promos, uh, we're not able to take that feed. In fact, we weren't even offered the feed because LSU women's basketball was taking the feed, was scheduled, and on that LSU feeds. But we'll keep you updated on that as we go. Also, the Pelicans – or in action tonight, so we'll update you there. But right now Billy Embody of Go Two Four Seven dot com joining us here to talk about LSU Hoops and Will Wade and and Billy, it seems like we can never escape the madness down here, can we?
4: Yeah, quite the quite the day here. Something that uh even last night when you just kinda getting ready for this weekend, you don't really think it's gonna happen, something like that. And and it did and uh so here,
1: so here we are. Here, here, yes, here we are. And I agree with the the, the chuckle and laugh because that's all you can do about it. Is if you're covering this, you just got to laugh and go, "My goodness!" You know, everything, we, all of our hopes and dreams down here, sports wise, are turning to ash and dust. Uh, what's your What's your take on this entire Will Wade situation? What's happened? What's transpired the last 24, 36 hours after the report and then the suspension?
4: Well, I, I think I think one. Um, a lot of what is in the report really doesn't change anything for me uh, because look um, right now it's very similar to what was reported earlier this fall with, with the, the original recruit, which was, you know, kind of alluding to some things, uh, but really no specifics, no uh, facts, no evidence, true evidence that, that any of this is really uh, transpired. And, you know, you can obviously read into it and, and make your own assumption on everything. But the fact of the matter is, it's going to be very difficult for some sort of paper trail, some sort of proof um, that there really, really was this level of, uh, you know, paying and, and recruiting um, prospects and things like that ever really happened. And so if you're LSU um, and you spend Will Wade, you, you took the conservative route of saying, look, uh, we're going to go ahead and, Suspend him, um, and in my opinion, uh, if you suspend Will Wade, you, you suspend Javante Smart. Because if if he's not on the bench, you know that 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 means you're. It's not going to be a vacated win. If you're doing this for vacated wins or saving face, or trying to make yourself look good um, with the folks up in Indianapolis, then then you've got to hit all the bases on on what's been implied and what's been uh, reported in this case. So. Um, you know, I, I think it's something where they're just being super conservative. Um, I think the what what if I was in their shoes, I would have said, "Look, aware of the reports. We've been in talks with the NCAA. Um, we've conducted our own investigation. We've talked with, you know, Will Wade and and the powers that be. And um, this is you know something that we're just going to have to continue to monitor as as we go about it. Looking forward to a great game on Saturday night. Um, but the thing about it is, and it came out. Later today, is that it seemed like um, Will Wade kind of just said, "You know what? I'm, I'm not going to talk about this with, with the administration on uh, on advice of legal counsel." And so they went ahead and opted to suspend him, which in that case makes a little bit more sense, but still um, something that um, certainly is the conservative route to go.
1: Yeah, you know, Tim Zimmer, our producer, now we're having a long conversation about just that before the show. I'm not sure he would have been suspended if he would have went in there and talked to Oliva and F. King Alexander and any other uh, anybody uh, the other part of the administration that was there. uh, Did he 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 kind of forced their hand in 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 my mind by saying no, I'm not talking to you with this. I mean, any employer, I feel like would take similar actions. Uh, Billy, or am I off base there?
4: No, I agree with you. I absolutely agree, and um, you know, I think. Uh, a lot of people point to Bruce Pearl and kind of how things went down last year with, with him. Um, and, and I think the difference there is is he worked hand-in-hand hand with the university but while, while kind of telling the NCAA to uh, stick it and um, we're going to stick to our guns. And that's why he's still a coach at Auburn. And uh, that's kind of really why, I mean, not too much has happened. And so I think it's just a little bit different in this case. You know, it's, it's more wiretap. It seems more serious in, in my mind, but – um, yeah, I, I think they ultimately did. Um, I don't want I don't know if the right thing is the right word, but, but they did what they they certainly probably had to do as a university um, when they made this decision.
1: Were you surprised that that the reports also came out from those same people that that Will Wade chose not to speak to his players about this? I didn't really understand that, Billy. I feel like he could have garnered a lot of goodwill by by talking to his team uh, after this. I, d- I didn't understand that decision.
4: What was that again?
1: That, that Will Wade chose not to speak to his team after he was suspended, apparently had that opportunity and then, and then did not speak to the team directly about this.
4: I mean, interesting. Um, to be honest, I mean, I don't know too much in terms of um, what impact it would have on the team. Um, I think it's something that with the game that they have to play tomorrow, um, probably best to just get out of the way. And let Tony Benford go to work. Let them focus on a game. And instead of trying to give a some sort of rah rah, everything's gonna be fine pep talk, just let the process work itself out. And uh, pick it up if that happens, um, you know, afterwards
1: yeah so that's the other side of this talking to billy embody of go 24 at billy embody on twitter it's these 18 19 year old 20 year old kids who now are are in a position to win the sec regular season title and they're at least right now because nothing else has come down as far as uh, sanctions or vacating wins or a suspension of javante smart yet that they're in a position to make a deep run of the ncaa tournament how, how do you think this affects those those young men on this team
4: uh, I think Emmett Williams probably said it best, and, and he just said on a Thursday, you know, when meeting with the media, he said, "Forget everybody else. It's all about this team and what we're trying to accomplish." I mean, uh, he he probably could have said it in a very colorful, colorful uh, you know term, but but he basically <laughs> said, you know, "Forget all you guys, and, and we're just going to you know worry about us and 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 this team and uh, just just hanging together through this." So. That's kind of been their motto and, and kind of their end of all year. I expect the same on Saturday night. I expect the same next Friday in, in Nashville when they play, whoever the coach is, um, you know, and if they win, lose, whatever, looking way ahead, they will not blame anyone. They will not feel bad for themselves. They will only be probably ticked off if, if this, you know, ends in a in a um uh you know, ends down the road somewhere in the SEC tournament or NCAA tournament for them.
1: Let's just talk a little bit of LSU football, a little LSU spring ball. Uh, what are you watching for here? And uh, do you like Grant Delpit number seven? Um, seems like a worthy. I think Coach O said it much better. Was it much better decision than he made last year? He used those words too.
4: <laughs> that, that was a, that was a classic line. Um, I'm not sure I would have said it, but a classic line nonetheless. Uh, he looks great in number seven. I thought it was a perfect choice. Um, I, I, I figured. You know, with, with defensive back and playing safety and all of that, everything he's done for this team, thought he was a perfect fit for it. Um, as far as what I'm watching, I'm watching the running backs. I think there's a lot of opportunity for guys to make a name for themselves at that position. You know, Clyde Edwards-Elair had a 700, almost 700-yard 700 season last year, but, you know, everybody's looking towards the summer when John Emery and Tyrion Davis arrive on campus, and he's got a chance to take a claim to serious playing time, serious carries. And then the other, the other running backs, like Tate Provins and Chris Curry, they've got a chance to step up and and make the for themselves. So watching the running backs, um, also interested to see kind of how things work out at middle linebacker without Devin White. And uh, really can't wait to see Derek Stingley in some extended um, time in in pads and actually hitting people as well.
1: Are you buying the Fournette-esque hype for for John Emery? that the the LSU fan base behind that this kid is going to be the next uh, next Leonard Fournette for this program?
4: I think he'll be pretty close. I think there are some things that Leonard uh, was able to do just, I mean, in general, when he's a healthy and B um, was, was in college football at LSU that are just uh, really, I mean, unlike anything, a lot of people have seen from that position. So, um, you know, I I think that level of hype is maybe just a little much, but not, like I said, not by much. He's going to have a decent offensive line to run behind. He'll have a good wide receiver core around him and a senior quarterback that knows what he's doing. So things should open up for him fairly well to have a big freshman season.
1: Billy, are we ever just going to get back to talking about on-the-field game stuff here? Or is it just going to be the, the soap opera that never ends with our sports
4: down here? I don't know. We'll probably start talking about on-the-field stuff when LSU plays at Texas. So forget the season opener, even. <laughs> there,
1: there you go. <laughs> Billy Embody at Go247.com. Appreciate the insight and analysis, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Anytime. Talk to you soon. All right. We'll take a break. Back with your calls at 504-260-1870. What do you think about this, Will Wade mess? LSU fans, your chance to sound off. 504-260-1870. Call that number. You can text us at 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap. Back after this. LSU continuing to trail Cal over at the box 3-1 as we go to the top of the seventh inning somewhere. Christian Garrick is very upset right now. I'm positive about that. Talking Will Wade. Will Wade did release a statement to NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune today after his suspension. I want to read it all here for you. This is Will Wade again, or at least most of it. Quote, I cannot comment at this time on various media reports except to say that they do not begin to tell the full story. I understand the university had to take action before all the facts are in, but I would ask everyone to withhold their judgment until the record is complete. To my players and coaches, I support you 100% and I will be with you in spirit as the season progresses. Your best response to this is to narrow your focus and to make sure the last part of the season is the strongest part. It's Will Wade's statement to, uh, part of a statement, to the Times, Picayune, and NOLA.com. Sounds like Will Wade believes he's not going to be back anytime soon when he says, I'll be with you in spirit as the season progresses. Again, and I don't know the reasons for this. It could be that his... uh, Lawyers advised him not to meet with the team or it's unreported right now nobody's saying this but there's a possibility that the LSU administration said no you cannot go meet with your team but again Willway did not meet with his team after the suspension I thought that was I thought that was interesting I don't know if it's necessarily an indictment but certainly interesting that that did not happen We'll continue to talk about this next hour. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated who wrote about this today. He'll join us right after the news. And then we'll get into NFL free agency. Antonio Brown trying to control his process, trust his process up there as he tries to execute a trade to his preferred team, plus NFL free agency. But right now, we go live on Facebook like we do at 9 o'clock every day. Head on over to the WWL Radio Facebook page. And there, we will talk more about Will Wade. Seth Dunlap, Tim Zimmer here. One hour down, two to go on the last lap.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.